Let us please close our eyes and fold our hands, feeling God's presence within and all around us. Please pray with me, Heavenly Father, Mother, Friend, Beloved God, Jesus Christ, Bhagavan Krishna, Mahavatar Babaji, Lahiri Mahashai, Swami Sri Yukteswar, and our blessed Guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, saints of all religions, we bow to you all. O beloved God, with the voice of my soul, I demand realization of thy presence. Help me to feel thee in every fiber of my being and to see thee in every wisp of my thought. O beloved God, awaken my heart. Om. Peace. Amen. Let us now have a chant and a meditation together. Our Guru composed his inspirational cosmic chants from the profound insights of his communion with God. And each chant represents an aspect of his relationship with, with God. It represents a realization that he had in deep communion and prayer. Let us sing, listen to my soul song, listen to my heart song. In secret in my soul, I will gather blossoms for thee. Listen to my soul song, listen to my heart song, listen to my soul song, listen to my heart song. In secret in my soul, I will gather blossoms for thee, dipping them in devotion. I will lay them at thy feet, dipping them in devotion. I will lay them at thy feet. Listen to my soul song, listen to my heart song, listen to my soul song, listen to my heart song. In secret in my soul, I will gather blossoms for dipping them in devotion. I will lay them at thy feet, dipping them in devotion. I will lay them at thy feet. Listen to my soul song, listen to my heart song, listen to my soul song, listen to my heart song, 
in secret in my soul I will gather blossoms for them dipping them in devotion I will lay them at thy feet dipping them in devotion I lay them at thy feet listen to my soul song listen to In secret in my soul, I will gather blossoms for them, dipping them in devotion. I will lay them at thy feet, dipping them in devotion. I will lay them at thy feet, dipping them devotion I lay them at thy feet listen to my soul song listen to my heart song listen to my soul song listen to heart song oh listen to soul song listen to my heart song. With your eyes closed and your gaze lifted to the center point between the eyebrows, the spiritual eye, Sit straight and still. Draw slow, draw slow, gentle, inhaling breath, then tense the body gently. Double exhalation and release. One more time. Exhale and release. Now feel the body completely relaxed. With relaxation, draw a slow, gentle, inhaling breath. Exhale gently and deeply relax the body. Again, inhale slowly and gently. Exhale and feel. One more time. Now with the gaze lifted toward heaven, keep the body motionless and relaxed.
Feel stillness throughout your body. Feel stillness in your heart and mind. Out of, out of the deepening stillness of body, heart, and mind, there flows a vibration of divine peace. Our guru says that this feeling of peace flowing from stillness within is the beginning of the manifesting presence of God right within us. Feel now within the stillness this vibration of divine peace.
as you concentrate upon vibrations of peace, they will begin to expand. Feel the peace flowing from stillness within. Feel it increasing and beginning to expand. Now enjoy, feel deeply and enjoy the vibration of expanding divine peace, knowing it is the presence of God right now within you. Feeling now that God is very close to your heart. Offer a prayer. Ask for the blessing of God. For the safety and wellness of yourself, your family, your children, your loved ones and friends. Ask God to cast his golden aura of divine protection around all of you that you may remain safe and well.
Out of formless cosmic spirit there flows a great song. It flows into creation. It sustains all of life. It flows through us, it flows around us. It is known as the Om, the Amen, the Amin. Saints and sages of all great religions have declared it as the voice of God. We can feel God's cosmic word as we chant Om together over and over again. Let us chant Om now, feeling the presence of God's cosmic word. Let us use our imaginations for a moment and think that you are shopping in a downtown city district. You are walking along the shops. You are stopping in for cheese, stopping in for bakery, um, looking at uh, handmade jewelry. You're enjoying your morning shopping and you don't notice that as you are enjoying the shops, there are dark clouds forming Overhead, the storm is moving in. You walk out of a small shop and out onto the street, and suddenly, kaboom, thunder claps. And you look up and you realize that a storm has descended on you, and then the rain comes very suddenly. It comes down in a torrent. What do you do? You have no umbrella. You were not prepared for rain today. Immediately, you just instinctively jump into a shop entrance, into a portal, seeking refuge from the water that's coming down. And you stand there in the safety, dry, in the doorway, with an awning overhead, and you watch the torrent come down. This is what the scriptures tell us that we should do in daily life. We are moving along in daily life and everything seems to be going fine. And then as we all know, duality has a way of flipping on us. 
All of a sudden, conditions flip and things become extremely difficult unexpectedly. And the question is, what do we do? The scriptures say, seek shelter in God. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita from chapter 18, verse 62, O Arjuna, take shelter in the Lord with all the eagerness of thine heart. By his grace, thou shalt obtain the utmost peace and eternal shelter. Our Guru Paramahansa Yogananda says in commentary, the significance of Bhagavan Krishna's advice to Arjuna is that man can receive the liberating grace of God by properly using his free will, his free choice, to put God first in his life. So taking shelter in God, this is the advice of the scriptures. It is the advice of God to each disciple and devotee. Taking shelter in God is a beautiful concept. But if we actually want to experience that divine shelter and protection, we must first consciously choose it. So which will we choose? Will you choose to be intimidated by world events? Or will you choose to be comforted by God? We don't normally think of the grace of God as a matter of choice, do we? We think that the grace of God will just descend upon us by divine will. But this is not really the nuance of the teaching. If we are caught in the rain, would we just stand in the rain and say, oh, help me? No, we would seek shelter. That is a choice. It is our action that we choose to perform. And seeking shelter, then we feel the comfort of that shelter and protection. So the question then is, what are we choosing to put first? Are we putting first our fear? Or are we putting first our faith? Perhaps you can see now a little more clearly why choosing is important. It's a conscious intention. And this teaching really is a devotional directive because choosing God is a devotional action. Brother Ananda Moy, one of the close disciples of our Guru Paramahansa Yogananda, he was once asked how is the best way to cultivate devotion. And I remember the occasion and he surprised us all with his very simple answer. And he said to us, devotion is an act of the will. I think Brother Anandamoy is aligning himself with this teaching of the Bhagavad Gita that we need to choose devotion to God. We need to choose um, our safety in God. Our Guru's commentary continues. By concentrating on God in deepest communion, 
surrendering eagerly and unreservedly your whole being to him, you will by his grace become established in supreme peace and find eternal freedom in him. So we have a two-part message here from our guru. He often gives these messages in two parts. One is the instruction and the other is the promise. And so here he's saying that if we concentrate, choose to concentrate on God, that is surrender, he says, surrendering eagerly. The eagerness of the heart, that's the devotion. Choosing God, seeking shelter in God with eagerness of the heart, devotedly and with faith. And if we do it in this way, then the grace descends upon us, the protection comes. We will be then, as our guru says, established in supreme peace and find eternal freedom in him. So eagerly choosing God over the delusions of this world is a devotional act of the free will. And it follows the scriptural teaching. And this is how we turn scripture into experience. Because if we actually take the action of choosing consciously, then we are setting the stage for the grace of God. Now, I personally believe that it is a sign of spiritual advancement, we might say, that in times of personal trials, we turn toward God and not away from God. I think you know what I mean. Because how many times have we been shocked by something that we were totally unprepared for, and then we react? Maybe we become angry, maybe we um, become bitter, maybe we have emotions that we can't control, and we struggle and fight with ourselves. And then maybe we hide out for a while trying to recover. These are the actions of a worldly path that many psychologically choose. It's not choosing uh, God first. We have to process and work through things before we choose God. But what the scripture is saying is instinctively, immediately, like you are getting out of the downpour of the rain, you jump into protection. And if we can train ourselves in time of need, that this is the first place we go. Comfort in God, shelter in God, simply because our guru says so, and we know that it brings the ultimate result. So instead of following the road to forgetfulness, we want to follow the path toward remembrance, arousing the yearning for the comfort of God, and then training ourselves, because this is a matter of self-training. We can prepare ourselves for occasions when we need to do this, to suddenly and instantly seek shelter and safety in God alone. A woman from New Zealand was celebrating her 50th birth anniversary by climbing Mount Everest. She made it to the top, and later a curious journaler, uh, journalist was asking her, um, how did you manage um, that grueling final ascent? And the woman answered, she said, the only way possible, one step at a time. 
And so we can train ourselves to seek shelter in God one step at a time. We may not know the direction that needs to be taken. We may not have answers to so many questions. We may be totally confounded uh, by complex conditions and circumstances. And yet, if we choose God first, then that becomes a paradigm with which we can uh, find answers and receive direction and feel comfort knowing that it's coming from God. So when there is turmoil all around us and there is turmoil within us, we have a clear choice that we can make, a devotional choice. Oh Lord, I choose you. I don't know the, the reason for all of this. I don't understand the purpose of it yet but I trust you and I have faith in you and I know that all these things will be revealed if I choose you. And that's what this scriptural passage means. And in this way, we can walk with God and walk with Guru and find ourselves being guided from darkness to light, from sorrow to joy, from restlessness to peace and desires to contentment. This is devotionally to turning toward God and taking one step at a time with God. Now, the dilemma always comes up that when we are facing difficult challenges in life, it seems to be more difficult to meditate. So we have this irony where we really need to meditate more than at any other time, and yet controlling the mind is more difficult than normal. But it doesn't have to be that way. I don't know if you noticed, but in the opening meditation we had together, I guided us to feel the stillness. Feel stillness first within the body. Feeling the stillness within the body. Did you notice that there was a growing stillness within the mind? So stillness within the body prepares the heart and mind for being at rest. And if we can feel this holistic stillness of body, heart, and mind, we start to open that channel of God's grace. And so here you are right now listening to this message. You may be listening to these words, thinking, how does this apply to my life? There may be many thoughts going through your mind, but by the act of will, you can silence your own thoughts. Try it right now. Inwardly direct your mind, keep your eyes open, and silence the mind. See if we can do it for 10 seconds. See, you can do it. And can you feel the beginning of peace within? Peace comes from the silence. Peace comes from the stillness. If we choose to control the thoughts. And so right now, close your eyes. Inwardly direct your mind. Lift your gaze and center it at the Christ Consciousness Center. Feel the stillness within your mind.
Can you feel what a wonderful sacred space is there when we liberate our consciousness from restless thoughts? Allow yourself to enjoy this. Feel the stillness. Now feel the peace. You see, the peace is right there. It's within the stillness. And as we concentrate on the stillness, the peace begins to quietly emerge. And as we concentrate upon the peace, it increases and begins to expand. Our guru says, peace emanates from the soul and is the sacred environment in which true happiness unfolds. Everything you do should be done with peace. That is the best medicine for your body, mind, and soul. It is the most wonderful way to live. That's from our little publication, Inner Peace, the words of our Guru Paramahansa Yogananda. He is giving us timeless truths that we can apply in the middle of our battle of daily life. So if you begin your personal meditations this way, when you are facing great difficulties, take charge. Take charge of the thoughts. First the body, feel the peace, feel the stillness, and then the mind. And then begin the techniques that the guru has to give us. And if you proceed with your meditation practice this way, you will find it is much more effective. And with the extra effort that you are making, you will actually make very good progress spiritually, even though the challenges around you are great. The biblical prophet Abraham uh, is honored by Jews, Christians, and Muslims alike. Abraham started off as a shepherd. He was a simple shepherd, shepherding sheep, and he would sing to his sheep. And as he sang with his voice, his sheep would recognize his voice and they would follow him. And in fact, Abraham had a, quite a reputation among the villages and tribes of the time. He had a reputation for being able to quickly sort his sheep out from a mixed flock. So there would be a large flock of sheep belonging to many different shepherds. And Abraham could call out in song um, to his sheep, and they would sort themselves out from the flock, and they would follow him. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it? And this idea that the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And so, we are the shepherd of our thoughts. 
and our thoughts know the voice of the soul. And they will respond to the command of the soul. If we give the command, we often do not. We are very passive within our own minds and we just accept the torment of tumultuous thoughts. But that's not the teaching of Raja Yoga. Yoga is saying, you can take command of your consciousness. The thoughts are your sheep and your soul's voice can call out and say, be still. And you can guide through the help of the techniques of the guru, you can guide your restless thoughts into the fold of stillness. It takes a little practice. It takes a little bit of self-training. But this is something that we can learn to do. And in the same way, the Sat Guru can lead us as a shepherd into the safety of Christ consciousness, back to our home in God. Disciple John quoted Jesus as the good shepherd. This is one of my favorite teachings from the book of John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. This is a very sweet and tender analogy. And listen to how Master interprets Jesus' words. He gives it a deeper metaphysical meaning. Our Guru says, The Christ consciousness in me, the Master, recognizes true spiritual seekers sent to me to shepherd. And the true seekers recognize the Spirit in me the Christ consciousness has come in me to offer through the sacrifice of my life its eternal life for the liberation of my sheepfold of true devotees. So we have here two avatar prophets 2,000 years apart saying exactly the same thing, that the Guru has come as a shepherd and he has come at the direction of God who pulls the flock together and we as the disciples, the chosen disciples, we have chosen the Guru, the Guru has chosen us, and we as the disciples are the sheep that know the sound of our Guru's voice. But we can only hear that voice and recognize it in stillness. And so we have a responsibility, there's an action, there's a choice that we must, must make first before we can be guided fully by the Guru. And that is to discipline our thoughts, to quiet our consciousness, to open that channel. And then once it is open, the Guru is there. And the Guru then, as the Good Shepherd, can guide us into higher and safer realms. And so in summary, in trials, during trials of life, we can actually make great spiritual progress. And we can make it by willfully choosing to sh take shelter in God. It is a personal choice. It is a conscious intention. 
And we can do this by firmly guiding our wayward thoughts into stillness. And then in the safety of that inner stillness and quiet communion with peace, we focus on the devotional feeling of the Guru's presence within us. This vibration is the call of his voice. And we can feel his, his devotional pull. This is his direction. He's calling us. And as we respond to that, um, he leads us, he guides us from darkness to light, from sorrow to joy, from restlessness to peace, from desires to ultimate divine contentment in God. If you would like further reading on the messages for, for today, um, you can look at the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, verses 62 through 66. Chapter 18, 62 through 66 are very devotional. And they're about taking shelter in God. And our Guru's commentary is about the profound ways that we can experience that comfort and shelter of God. And then from the second coming of Christ, uh, Discourse 52, uh, the book of uh, John chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. So Discourse 52, John 10, 1 through 18. John is talking all about the words of Jesus. He's giving us the words of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And our Guru's devotional commentary there is very illuminating and very comforting. Let us now have a short meditation together. Close your eyes and lift your gaze toward the spiritual eye, sitting straight and still. Direct the mind inward and take command of your thoughts. Call out from the soul, be still, and know that God is right within me. Keep the mind quiet with the command of your soul and feel and enjoy the harmonious stillness and the powerful presence of God.
And now thinking of your family, your loved ones, your friends, and their immediate needs, being aware of the world and its condition today. Send from your heart your love, your goodwill, and your spiritual strength. Feel it touching the hearts of your loved ones. Feel your love reaching out to touch hearts of people and families around the world. Now raise your hands and let us chant Om together. Om for the healing and wellness and strength of bodies, of people everywhere. With arms raised, let us chant Om for wellness of hearts and minds everywhere. Om. And for soul realization everywhere. and for greater unity among all humankind. Please close your eyes and fold your hands, feeling the power of God's loving, healing presence right within you and all around you. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, Mother, Friend, Beloved God, Jesus Christ, Bhagavan Krishna, Mahavatar Babaji, Lahiri Mahashaya, Swami Sri Yukteswar, and our beloved Guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, saints of all religions, we bow to you all. O beloved God, with the voice of my soul, I demand realization of thy presence. 
Help me to feel thee in every fiber of my being and to see thee in every wisp of my thought. O oh, beloved God, awaken my heart. Om peace. Amen.